No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Philistines seek to harm David and then attack Israel. David's first response is to inquire of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 14. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees with masons and carpenters to build him a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, for his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. King Hiram of Tyre was a foreigner, and there's no evidence that he worshipped Yahweh. Nevertheless, he proved to be a great help to both David and his son Solomon. The fact that David and Solomon had such a great relationship with King Hiram tells us that their influence extended beyond Israel and even beyond their own faith. I think sometimes we as Christians isolate ourselves too much from the very people we are called to reach. Remember what Jesus prayed in John 17, 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. The Lord wants us to be in the world. He wants us to be salt and light. He doesn't want us to partake in the evil of the world, but Jesus himself was called a friend of sinners. And if we isolate ourselves too much, then we don't have any influence. I think of my wife. She is a real estate agent, but God has given her great favor, not only with believers, but also with unbelievers. And it's an opportunity for her light to shine among them. Now, when David saw that God was giving him favor with King Hiram, he realized that God was establishing him as king over Israel and exalting his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. It was just that sign that the Lord was with him. Then David took more wives in Jerusalem, and David begot more sons and daughters. And these are the names of his children whom he had in Jerusalem, Shemuah, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elpelet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhiah, Elisha, Beliada, and Eliphalet. Now David took on many wives, but was that God's will? No, we know, in fact, it wasn't God's will because God said in Deuteronomy 17, 17, concerning kings of Israel, that they should not multiply wives for themselves, lest their heart would go astray. So we see that David really wasn't listening to the word of the Lord here. He went ahead and multiplied wives, and that would bring a lot of problems. You know, we know God's heart for marriage from the book of Genesis, because it says that a man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, singular, and the two not the four or eight or 19, should become one flesh. There's good reason for that. God knows what he's doing. But 
as far as with the kings, he said, look, if he has a lot of wives, then they're going to turn his heart away from me. And of course, what would happen is they would start collecting wives like people collect automobiles. And as they would, then it would, of course, turn their heart away from the Lord to their wives. And so God had good reason in giving that commandment, but David didn't really pay any any attention. And as a result, he had lots and lots of children. And those children would end up competing with each other. And then David really wasn't that great of a father. There was less of him to go around because he had so many children. Verse 8, Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. And then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. Now, you'll recall David had actually been with the Philistines for a while. He had sought refuge with King Achish of the Philistines. And he was actually going to go out to war with them against Israel. But the Philistine commander said, no, we don't want David to go with us. And so he didn't do it. But now that David had become king over Israel, well, Israel was the Philistines arch enemy. So they thought we got to get David. And so they sent people out looking for him, probably assassins to take him out. And David heard of it. And then he went against the Philistines. So the Philistines started making raids in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So David here exercised wisdom. We see that often when he was running from King Saul, He would inquire of God, God, should I do this? Should I go against these people? What should I do? And here we see David inquiring of God about the Philistines. Now, whenever David inquired of God, it always went well for him. You know, God, I'm sure, was just glad that David was seeking him out. It was when David decided to do things on his own that he got into trouble. And that's the way it always is for all of us. You know, when we are asking God, should I do this? Should I not do this? Things will go well. It's when we think, I'm not going to ask God this one. I'm just going to go do this on my own. That's when we get into trouble. Now, the Lord said, go up for I will deliver them into your hand. Now, this is the real wisdom is not only did David get God's permission, but David also got God's strength. I'm going to help you, David. And, you know, that's the thing. It's God in one person is a majority. So he knew that if God was going to go with him, then The Philistines didn't have a chance. So they went up to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. So God gave David a great victory there at Baal Perazim. In fact, that's how it got its name. David said, God has broken through my enemies like a breakthrough of water. And Baal Perazim means the Lord breaks through. Now that would be significant because in those days, they would line up on the front lines and keep their rank. And so the whole object of the warfare was to break through the rank of the enemy. And David said, look, God did this for me. He broke through the enemy's rank. 
And when the Philistines realized that they were being defeated, they abandoned all their idols. And so David burned them with fire. Now you got to just question if you can abandon your idol and drop it, if your God can be dropped and left behind, then what kind of a God is he? And so David gathered all those idols and burned them so they wouldn't be uh, a stumbling block to Israel. You know, that's really what we need to do too with the idols that we can collect in our lives, those things that come between us and our worship of God. Sometimes we just need to gather them up and burn them figuratively. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore, David inquired again of God and God said to him, you shall not go up after them, circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. So evidently the Philistines hadn't had enough yet. They came back again for another battle, and it would have been easy for David just to just go against them because he already got the okay once from God, but David didn't do that. He didn't assume that. He inquired again of God, and it was a good thing because God was going to do something a different way. And it's important for us not to just assume that God's going to do something the same way that he's done it in the past. And so God said, you shall not go up after them, but circle around them and come upon them from in front of the mulberry trees. So they were going to set an ambush. Now, that's not that unusual. What was unusual was that they were to station themselves in front of the mulberry trees and when they heard the sound of marching up in the top of the trees, then they would know that God was going before them and then they would go out and God would give them the victory. Now, that is a highly unusual military tactic, but it shouldn't be. And here's why. When we are going against our adversary, we need to realize that we're powerless against the devil. It's God that has to go out before us. And many times we are wise to wait on the Lord. Wait until we hear the sound in the mulberry trees, as it were. We need to be listening so that we know when God is telling us to go forward. Sometimes he's going to just tell us to just sit tight. But when he's going to go forward and give us the victory, then we need to be aware of that. And that's when we move forward. Are you a good mulberry tree listener? <laughs> because you need to be. Then the fame of David went out into all the lands and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. So God gave David fame. Now it's interesting that God was the one that did the heavy lifting here. It was God that was defeating these enemies. He did it by the hand of David. That's true. But it was God who was the power behind it. And yet God gave fame to David in all the nations. And he brought the fear of David upon the nations so that they didn't want to go to battle against David. They thought, man, nobody can make war against that guy. But really, it was the Lord's power behind him. And why did God do this? He did it for his glory and for the good of his people. But it shows you that if you 
will inquire of the Lord. Not just assume that you know what to do, but really ask him, God, how should I handle this problem? And then let the Lord go before you and wait until he does. Then not only will he grant you the victory, but so many times he'll share the credit with you. What a God we serve. I just wonder how many victories could we have if we really would simply inquire of the Lord, if we would recognize that we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the power. We don't understand people. We don't even understand ourselves. So how can we win these battles? But if we will come to God just as we are, and we will ask as David did, Lord, what should I do here? What do you want me to do? And then wait upon the Lord. Wait for his answer. The Bible says that if we lack wisdom, he will give it to us generously without finding fault. And then when we receive that wisdom, then act in his power. It's by our hand, but it's his power winning the battles. I wonder how many battles we could see won for the sake of Jesus and his people. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see where David makes a second attempt to move the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, this time according to the prescribed manner. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.